0: Anger Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Well, I'm sure we're all stirred and challenged as it is there hearing from Craig, but I want to briefly now... Bring a closing word of challenge from John's Gospel. We've been spending our time uh, in these brief challenges in John 21 verses 15 and following. So if you have a Bible, please do turn with me there now and have it open in front of you or just listen very carefully. Let's remember what's happening here in this passage here on the shores of the Sea of Galilee The risen Lord is recommissioning Simon Peter after he made such a mess of things in denying Jesus. And at the start of the week, we looked at verses 15 to 17, the beginning of mission. We reflected on that question that Jesus asked Simon Peter three times, do you love me? Here is where all our evangelism and missions begins. Do you love me? Jesus asks us. Then we looked on Tuesday at the fuel of mission. Out of a love for Jesus, we seek to get involved in the work of building up his church at home and across the nations. Our service is our concrete expression of our love for Jesus. Then last night we considered the cost of missions in Jesus' call to Simon Peter to follow him even if it meant being led into hard places. And in verse 19, last night we closed with those words where Jesus simply says, follow me. Now this evening we pick things up with an interesting twist in the story but that holds a key lesson for us and brings us finally to the focus required in mission. And so I'm going to pick up the story in verse 20 and read down to verse 23. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. The one who had been reclining at table close to him and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, If it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. So the saying spread abroad among the brothers that this disciple was not to die, yet Jesus did not say to him that he was not to die, but if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that? To you. The key question of these final three verses that we're thinking about this evening is this Why are they in our Bible? The recommissioning of Peter officially ends in verse 19 when Jesus says, Follow me. After reading this, you could very naturally just jump down to verse 24, where John concludes his gospel. This is the disciple who's bearing witness about these things, etc. So, why are 20 to 23 here? Well, they're clearly here for a reason. This is God's word. God has intended these verses to be here for us. Why are they here? I think that's the key question we have to ask. I think the answer is that they are here to help us recognize a common mistake we can all make in our lives of following Jesus. Let's look at the text closely and see if we can identify this mistake. Verse 19 Jesus has just said, Follow me. He said, Eyes on me, Peter, follow where I lead. But look at the first thing we read in verse 20. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following him. Peter asked Jesus, what about him? What about this man? And look at what Jesus' response to Peter was in verse 22. If it's my will that he remain alive until I come, what's that to you? You follow me. Peter got distracted from following Jesus because he started looking around to see what others were doing. I wonder, do you ever make that mistake? I have a book at home by a man called Ed Welch entitled When People Are Big and God Is Small. People can become so big in our frame of view that God becomes small. We can worry so much about what people think of us, can't we? The fear of man can be suffocating for the Christian. Other people with their thoughts and opinions can exert a great influence on our lives. That influence can be positive. We have, I'm sure, in our lives, some people who point us to Jesus It's a wonderful influence. But we know that the influence of other people can also be negative in our lives. People can criticize us for standing for Jesus. People can criticize us for our desire to go across cultures for the sake of his name. We may sense Jesus calling us to follow him to a new place, but we feel paralyzed by the fear of what other people will think or say. We long for approval, don't we? We want people to think well of us, and this can distract us from our primary call to follow Jesus. Or we can feel a call to serve Jesus in a certain way, or speak for Jesus in a certain way, Or worship and praise in a certain way, but then we look around and we fear what others are thinking. How many times have you held back from sharing Jesus with someone because you were just afraid of what they'd think of you? We may sense Jesus calling us at times to step out of our comfort zone and step out of the boat of our lives but then we look around at others who are settling down, making sensible decisions, buying houses, building security into their lives. I think these verses are in our Bible to point out this common mistake that we all so often make. Jesus says, follow me, but then we look around to see what others are doing. Oh, how we all need to hear Jesus' words again in our lives. When we're looking around and taking our lead from others, fearing others more than we fear God or being distracted, how we need to hear Jesus say again, what is that to you? What they think of you, what they're saying, whatever all those others are doing, what is that to you? What is that to you? You must follow me. Listen, in the last day, when you stand before the throne of God and give an account of your life, it will be you and God. You will not be giving an account for the life of that person or that person or all of those people around you that intimidate you and cause you to fear. You will stand before God and it will be you and God. So here's my closing challenge for this evening. Will you give yourself afresh to marching to the beat of Jesus' drum and not to the beat of everyone else's? There are so many voices calling you to a certain path. Will you march to the beat of Jesus' drum and not to the beat of everyone else's? How might this radical following Jesus find expression in our lives? Well, first, let's just think about how it shouldn't. Marching to the beat of Jesus' drum does not mean being hard, unteachable, and not open to gracious, considerate input from others. No, marching to the beat of Jesus' drum and not the beat of everyone else's means we battle that suffocating sense of fear of man. And we seek to say, Lord Jesus, help me to live my life primarily before you, the audience of one. This may mean in our culture standing for kingdom ethics on issues that are current like the redefinition of marriage. Sexual ethics or what it means to be a man and woman as created by God. We must march to the beat of Jesus' drum and not to the beat of everyone else's. It may become simply for you tonight just becoming more open to speaking about Jesus in your workplace or with your family. Can't it be so hard to speak to those closest to us? It may mean stepping out of the boat and following Jesus across cultures to different places while everyone looks on and says, what a waste of your life. This passage is in our Bibles and it stands as a call to move away from the life of self-preservation and self-protection and towards the life of trust and abandonment to Jesus. It is so scary. But always remember, you never go forward alone. Jesus, the Lord who reigns, has gone before us, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Jesus asks us each this question, do you love me? Can you say this evening, Lord, you know that I love you. Are you showing in concrete expressions in your life that that profession is more than just words? Have you counted the cost? Will you fix your eyes on Jesus and in your life march to the beat of his drum, not to the beat of everyone else's? Let us fix our eyes on him and follow where he leads. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to reflect on these verses, take the seed of your word, plant it deep in us, shape and fashion us in your likeness, that the light of Christ might be seen today in our acts of love and our words of faith. Keep speaking, Lord, through what you have spoken that your church may be built and that the earth would be filled with your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.